and the motion in the ocean is gone. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. Keep that in. That's your opening quote. <laughs> boys and girls children of all ages it's time for another exciting and insightful episode of between two butts the podcast that lets absolutely nothing slip between the cracks i'm jay tilly and i'm live in the man cave in manassas virginia with me as always is my gal pal from the dmv theater scene she is the lady butt stuff to my captain butthurt she's that gemini who's a little sweet and a little catty i mean she's very sweet she's the girl next door but be careful she'll bite you she is becca harney i don't bite unless you ask and meow that's not what brian told me okay he <laughs> bites me <laughs> Now, for those of you who are new to our, our little program here, welcome. Thank you so much for listening. Becca and myself, we are heavily involved in the Washington, D.C. area theater scene. We love talking theater, cosplay, improv, and so much more. But at the end of the day, as you heard, it becomes juvenile. It becomes about sex, about butts, about anything naughty. Stuck in the middle of all that is a man who is our glorious producer and editor. He's also known lovingly as the godfather, the professor, the rest in Virginia treat, the master of old timey. On the W and O D trail, even when there's snow, he's a rover, wanderer, nomad, vagabond, call him what you will. He is Mr. Tice Rust. If you're really daring, he is Tice T on a warm summer day. Aww. Such a kiss up. I know. I love, I love that. <laughs> well, and also it's funny, you know, I thought we of that out, the other we day. And... The, we went out on the W and O D trail this morning to look at the snow. It's not exactly summer, but I'm thinking of a summer day. But yes, definitely, it's snowing here in the DMV. And it's a blizzard. It's not just a half inch and they're going to close down schools. It's like we're going on two two feet, I want to say, maybe. Oh, they oh. shut down They shut down stuff here. I don't know, but for our listeners in other areas, uh, in our area, if, if someone spits on the road, everything yeah. shuts down. We... So. <laughs> Fairfax County Public Schools tweeted out this morning, this Uh-oh. morning, that they closed the schools for Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's like the only, the only school closure we've had this year. That- wow. <laughs> well, they, they should be shutting it down. It's, it's the Lord's Day, you know. This, this is, yeah. at the time of this recording, this is January 31st <laughs> in the year of our Lord jacked up Jesus 2021. Yes. So, mm-hmm. yep. And we've been re-watching Game of Thrones. We just decided, uh, Melissa, myself, for our listeners, Melissa York Tilly, that's our my wife and our uh, creative consultant. So when I walked out this morning, I was expecting to see like the Night King up on the mountain there with the White Walkers, <laughs> <laughs> just like, or, or, or walking out and seeing Bran. Like, remember when Bran just started staring creepily at everyone yes. when he becomes the Three-Eyed Raven? He just says yes. that creepy stare he does. So, but now, no, no White Walkers, no Night King. It was kind of disappointing, so. Well, Jay, that's because it's fiction. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I had to get that. Thank you for that, Becca. You're welcome. So, Mr. Tice, Miss Becca, I I have a topic today. Tice has a topic today. Becca decided uh, no topic. She just has opinions, but that's okay because our show is designed like a bunch of people backstage talking. When that happens, Becca will come along and say, oh, what are you talking about? I have opinions, so. I always have opinions. Sassy opinions. Catty opinions. They're very catty sometimes. Sweet opinions. They vary. And I love them. Aw, thanks. (laughs) They're the heart and soul of our podcast. So, Tice, I sent you a a YouTube link uh, to kick off my topic. And then we're going to go into your topic. Um, (laughs) Do you have that up? Do I need to resend it? You have a lot I'm of tabs open. open up the chat now. Uh, you guys, the one you sent me more recently, it was, wasn't it? It, it was the second after, one I sent you. Did after you after the lineup? So you, did you? I got it. Okay, I was like, did you put it in the chat? That would. Did you put it it's in? There. Sometimes that, sound, that sounds familiar. That's a great question. <laughs> 
available. Ah, advertisement. Hey, remember I will not when, buy your car. Remember when YouTube didn't have advertisements? Yeah. I mean, Ford F one fifty. Okay. I don't so wait, want we, uh, we, we just jumping straight into this, or we're you... just yeah, we're not doing okay. thoughts it. anymore. That's... Opening thoughts is so twenty twenty. It's so twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's right. do it. Let's yeah. do it. <clears throat> This will lead into my topic. I hear the ticking of the clock. I'm lying here, the room's pitch dark. I wonder where you are tonight. No answer on the telephone. And the night goes by so very slow. Think of a better way to kick off a podcast than some Ann Wilson and Nancy Wilson, some heart action. That was heart. One of my favorite bands, one of my favorite singers, especially Ann Wilson, one of my favorite singers, one of my favorite heart songs alone. I just have to say, first of all, Tice is just looking at me and Becca like we're crazy because we're both really rocking out to this song. We're like lip syncing, we're air guitaring, we're drumming. I just think it's funny that you think I'm going to leave a whole three and a half minutes song in the podcast. <laughs> and we're trying to keep the running time of at an hour. I would say when you could just say, you know, that one song and 99% <laughs> of our listenership is of an age that they know that one song. I at least, true. I at least want our listeners to hear when, when she just said, yeah, when she really go, when she really wails, I at least want them to hear enough to hear to that. The, yeah. Okay. Thank you can very I, much. Can <laughs> Before we get started, I'm just saying I saw them in concert about 10 years ago. Nice. Still got it. They didn't have to modify any part of their voices. And let me just say, most people want to sing the lead singer. I always do the higher (laughs) harmonies because that girl can- You do Nancy right? Nancy goes up. That girl can wail, and I'm like, yes, I, yeah, that, that is one of my favorite songs. That's so. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I've, yeah. I've never seen them live, unfortunately, but I oh mean, my god, I love, it, I love Nancy, but I have, I have a special place in my heart for Anne. I just love, because I, I, Anne, well, I, was, I just say ahead. Anne. There are certain singers where I, I will just say their first name. Okay, I just say Anne, Reba, Tina. You know, people like that, where I don't need to say their their full name. You know who they are. So the reason why I'm bringing this up is uh, we have some friends of the theater I want to mention here. This is a group called Uncle Drew and the Scoundrels. Um, and they include some uh, theater friends where I, I don't know that Tice knows any of them, but Becca and I surely mm-hmm. do. Uh, Drew Fleming, Katie Morris, Laura Mills, Jonathan Mills, uh, that's her husband, uh, Justin Strelitz. Uh, Joey Olson and Aaron Talley. I think there's some others involved too, but those are the people we know. They recently did a recording of Hearts Alone. 
and they do it's a video they're actually they recorded a video with them doing the actual playing actual singing um katie is singing and uh some somebody i don't know is singing nancy laura's mm -hmm. also singing but she's actually doing a lower harmony that they mm -hmm. added in um and it's a lot of fun they're doing like the 80s hair the 80s makeup so basically they recorded it and then they did the video just like in the old days where you you do the video where you're you're lip syncing it you know to what you recorded and i've heard a little bit of it i've seen a little bit of it it sounds fantastic what they're doing this for for our listeners uh in in manassas uh in prince william county there is uh a place called the, the Hilton Performing Arts Center at the George Mason University campus in Manassas. That's where some of us who do theater in the area with groups like Prince William Little Theater will perform in that space. They're doing a thing uh, called Hilton at Home. Uh, it's designed to bring you live stream performances and releases of previously recorded content. Uh, it, it's it's a COVID event that they're doing, mm -hmm. you know, to kind of provide some entertainment and chances for people to perform uh, in this COVID era. So the reason why I wanted to bring this up, and Tice, thanks for indulging me again. You can you can definitely edit some of that song down. That's fine. I just want them to hear a little bit of uh, Anne and Nancy singing, but. I'm going to give a shout out particularly to Katie Morris, okay? Katie does not try to sing like Anne. You are not going to sound like Anne. You are not going to sound like Reba. You are not going to sound like Tina. You are not going to sound like Aretha. You're not going to sound like Frank. You're not going to sound like Freddie, Cher. You're just not, and it's okay. What she does is, and I also have to give a shout out to our friend Christine Maxteg, is that my little birdies told me, I'm, I'm just like Varys from... Game of Thrones. I have my little birds told me that that Katie worked with Christine, who's a very talented actor and singer and uh, vocal coach uh, and musician. She worked with her on on vocals because, again, we talked about this in a previous episode. Even when you're singing rock or pop, you want to have good technique. And Katie, she's got I would describe her voice as actually being like she should sing more Tracy Chapman. I once heard her sing that Tracy Chapman song that, that give me one reason to stay here and <laughs> yeah. I'll turn right back around. She's got that kind of, I would describe it as like a black velvet sultry yeah. type of voice, but she does this really well. And when she does the whale, she doesn't try to whale like Anne, you know, she does it like herself. So it's good technique. She's staying true to the spirit of Anne's voice and the song, but she's not trying to sound like Anne. Uh, and I think that is a mistake that a lot of performers make. I've made that mistake before. Um, I think there are exceptions. Like if you're doing karaoke, that's kind of part of the goof is you try to sing like the person. Mm -hmm. If you're doing a caricature, like when I've done Elvis before, I actually played Elvis on stage once in a play called uh, Picasso at the La Panagile by, by Steve Martin, the great Steve Oh, that's Martin. a good show. I love that show. Great show. But that's like, a good show. I might do, you know, caught in a trap. Can't walk out because I love you too much, baby. So that that's a caricature, though. I don't actually sound like Elvis. It's more a flavor of it. So yeah, um, I would love to hear your all's thoughts on that, especially you, Becca. I want to give you a shout out because uh, for our listeners, my wife uh, directed um, a production of Tommy, the musical. So you had Tommy, the album by The Who. It was made into a movie and then later into a stage musical. The original acid queen is Tina. I don't need to tell you who Tina is. If you don't know T who Tina is, that's on you. There is only one Tina, and she's one of my favorite singers of all time. So Becca played the acid queen in Melissa's production, and I remember thinking, Becca, please don't sing. Don't try to sing like Tina. Oh, no. Don't do it. But you didn't. You sang it like Becca, and I actually, I love the way you created the character. It's like, I'm like, I, I think I asked you afterwards, have you done crack? Because <laughs> you really were like, because I've known, I've known drug addicts. I'm like, you were doing a really good job portraying well, I'm very on acid. Much, so. I'm, I'm very much a method actor. And we just, no, I did not do cocaine in order <laughs> to do this role. Um, I'm not one of it's those okay. actors. There's no and like, no, I, I just, um, I, from movies that I have seen um, and, clips that I've watched on documentaries about people who are addicted to cocaine and stuff like that. Because I asked Melissa, what would her drug of choice? Because when you think of acid, you think of heroin or something along right. those lines. Right. Um, and she said back then at this time, it would have been cocaine. And I was like, interesting. Yeah, okay. I think so. 
So then I did, I, I thought of, okay, how would she, how would the makeup be? And I talked to our good friend, Larissa, about how she would look if she was, you know, a drugged up prostitute, basically. Um, so that, <laughs> and, and yeah, you know, it's, I like, I I'm just saying you, you're totally playing fine. acid queens, you're playing pole dancers. I'm just saying. I'm totally <laughs> fine with being a character actor. I think I love it. Fun anyway it shows so. your range but i, I did want to get yeah. your feedback especially not, not only you becca obviously being a, a fellow singer but tice as well is is don't try to sound like that person because i had a theater friend i'm not gonna say who uh -oh. years ago who said to me i can sing like michael crawford i can sing the phantom of the offered the offered the opera <laughs> phantom of the opera that's a new one that's, that's a, a new, new one. one that's the spinoff i can <laughs> sing the phantom like michael crawford first of all okay. kids if you're a theater person, do not say to another theater person that you could do anything unless you know you can back it up, okay? Now, the yeah. good news is he did sing a little bit of it for me, and it sounded good. It sounded good. It was good technique. He was hitting the notes. He didn't sound like Michael Crawford because Michael yeah. Crawford has a very unique voice. Yes. You're not yes. going to replicate it. It's okay. And it's totally – my, my thoughts on this are – when I was younger, I used to be like, because one of my favorite singers still to this day is Christina Aguilera. She is. Oh, she's great. So I love her voice. I think she clearly works with the vocal coach. Um, even though she has raw talent, there's a difference between raw talent and, you know, technique. Um, she does have raw talent, but she's also worked on her craft and to be able to maintain her her craft is amazing um especially with the type of singing she does and i used to when i would listen to her back when we were younger it was a thing called cds back when i would listen to her albums i used to sing like her i used to try to imitate her and i'd be like god i wish i could sing just like her my mom looked at me and she goes you can sing her songs she's like but you need to come up with what does Becca Harney sound like? And that there it that is. is what yeah, and because there it like is. me, yeah, that's that she goes Your mother, Michelle Harney, is wise <laughs> as she is beautiful. She is very uh she is beautiful, but she's very wise and and you know, it's just it makes sense. Yes, of course, if you are playing a role of a musician or a uh yeah, a musician and an artist of some sort, then yes, of course, you want to do a caricature or you want to get as close as possible. Like for nine to five, for instance, Laura Mills, who's also in the Scoundrels, played uh, Dolly Parton. Yes, she can wonderful. make herself sound exactly like her. However, she made it her own and you still knew, and she did a fabulous job, yeah. and she, you still knew that she was dolly parton's character without overdoing it yeah she and wasn't she, doing a dolly I caricature to, i pay to go to a show and hear somebody sing it just like dolly when you can hear dolly sing that song anytime you want yeah it, you're paying to see the show you ought to see something new and original yeah that's, that's exactly my only bit of input on this topic yeah you... I, it's oh go ahead <laughs> no no uh, uh, well, well i was Oh, so I, I was gonna say, no! Tice, Tice, you can um, you can maybe relate this to comedy too. This is kind of the the equivalent of if you are a fan of a comedian, like say you're a fan of Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, or George Carlin, oh, yeah. and then you go on stage and try to tell their jokes. Yeah. Instead of coming up with your own material, I think that's kind of in a similar vein here. What do you think of that? It's hard when you're like trying. I I didn't. I did one. One open mic night, and I just didn't enjoy doing stand-up. Mm. But I do feel like if I were going to, I would probably start by trying to do stuff similar to other comedians that I liked. Right. But I also would try <laughs> really hard to keep in mind or try to be conscious of whether or not I'm actually trying to imitate them yeah. in their style and in their inflection, because that would be bad. Yes, like I've I've thought about doing stand up. It's something I I think I'm sort of uh, living that out here a little bit in our podcast because some of the topics I've come up with are things I've thought about doing in in stand up. But I I know for me I really like storytelling comics. Like uh, like Eddie Murphy was a great storyteller. Dane Cook is actually a really good storyteller. Yes, I really he like is. his 
I really like his style. So I think that's maybe an example of what Tice is talking about um, is that you, you can, you can have a similar style, but yeah, like you said, Tice, if you tried to like nail their inflections, you're just imitating them. You, yeah. I mean, like Eddie Murphy talked about when he was real young, he would just imitate Richard Pryor. He would just recreate Richard Pryor's standup. But then he later he used that as inspiration to create his own persona. And now you have people that try to imitate Eddie Murphy. They try to uh, imitate that chuckle that he yeah. does you know, and, and other stuff. So, but yeah, you want to, you want to make things your own. And I've, I've seen so many really talented people and I've been guilty of this too, guys, I'm going to raise my hand when I was young, I made this mistake too. I mean, we all do at some point, I think, but I see so many talented people screw themselves because I, I think it's, they, they want so badly to sound like one of their heroes or whatever, mm -hmm. that they forget that what they have to offer is awesome too. They just have yeah. to, you get the proper training, get the proper experience. Don't be afraid to let it out. Um, I just want to mention real quick um, that this event that I mentioned, Relationships in COVID Times, which will feature some performances from our friends at Prince William Little Theater. Becca's on the board of the theater, guys. I'm on the board and the I'm, board. I'm the chairperson of the play um, committee. I'm just saying. She's she's so. kind of a big deal. Uh, I, I, I'm, I th I'm going to reach out to, I think at some point we'll have some PWLT people on the show because I want to hear how catty Becca is during board meetings. No, I would love to have, <laughs> I would love to have Chrissy. Uh, Chrissy would be a good person to have Chrissy, Mr. Angelo, absolutely. Yes. Uh, but she's this is going to be. This, oh, sorry. This is Thursday, February 18th at 7.15 yes. p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So for our listeners outside the area, basically Google, go on the Google and look <laughs> up uh, Hilton Performing Arts Center. Hilton is spelled H-Y-L-T-O-N. Uh, it's George Mason University in Manassas. If you Google it, you should be able to find their website. Check it out. Uh, I just mentioned I, I have a performance in that. He does. You do. And I was going to say, what are you singing? Becca, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, no, I, I'm actually singing uh, Happy Sad. It's a song, uh, the characters Gomez Adams from the Adams Family Musical. I'm accompanied by the great Justin Strelitz. So I, I really, out. I like that song. You did, when you did Gomez, it was such a good role for you. So I'm excited to see you sing that again. Oh, thank you. Well, what's I interesting is- Jay, I would like to hear you repeat the name of that song just because I coughed the moment you said it. Oh, no. okay. I the name of the song- ground out. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, the name of the song is Happy Sad. It's from the Adams Family Musical and the characters Gomez Adams. I played Gomez in a production uh, a few years ago at Rooftop Productions uh, at what was known as the Candy Factory Center for the Arts. Now it's the Art Factory in Manassas, Virginia. Um, and what was interesting, Becca, is we did do a take uh, as Gomez. I even had the mustache. I had my hair fixed. I had a, a shirt and tie and vest on, but then they decided just sing it normally. So I actually don't sing it like Gomez with the accent. Oh, so it's more cabaret style. I think they were also worried about the rights, but yeah, so you can, uh, you can see that and also hearts alone and many other performances in that, in that event. So I'm, I'm very excited about it. I'm excited to see what everybody has. And I'm not just saying this cause I'm a board member. I do genuinely enjoy seeing people who do um, performances from their home because um, it's been very hard for artists um, the past almost a year. Yeah. Um, I know yeah. in the beginning I started posting videos. Um, I kind of dropped off the face of the earth from doing that. I need to get back into it again. Um, but at the same time, going back to what we were saying about like, you need to make it your own. You need to find your voice. Don't be afraid to to experiment with what your voice is capable of doing. Um, I yeah. think from the time I was in Wedding Singer, it has transformed to, and plus your voice changes the older you get too. Yes. Your, your voice for women, I know our voices don't fully mature until our mid thirties, like to our capacity yeah. um, for singing. So it's it's interesting. And I um, I once had a voice student who told me, she is a very like, her voice is very much like a husky, like jazz type of sound. And I was like, I yeah. love your voice. You need to work on this and get like, she just wanted to sing because she, um, 
she it brought her it brought her joy it wasn't that she wanted to go to music uh, school she just wanted to do it something that her and her brother because her brother played drums and I think guitar too um, yeah. so it was something that they could just do together and she moved down to Richmond now she's moving to LA this week so I hope everything works out for her but she I told her because she's like I want to sound like so and so and I was like that's great. I said, but like she wanted to sing when she first started singing, she wanted to sing Don't Rain on My Parade. And I said, we can sing it. We can sing it for fun. Mm -hmm. I was like, but where your voice is right now, it's not something that I think we should focus on. There's right. songs that you need to start out with. And I said, also, you're not going to sound like Leah Michelle. You're not going to sound like Barbara Streisand. Right. Um, no one sounds like Barbara Streisand. Let's right. be honest. She's very, not even, she's very unique. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not even Leah Michelle sounds like Barbara Streisand. Um, I have thoughts on her too. I don't like her anyway. Um, so. Well, before I, we transition yeah. over, sorry. Uh, before we, we get to Tice's thing, I just want to yes. mention a couple more things. Uh, I think one of the reasons why I'm such a big Ann Wilson fan uh, is because she's also a kindred spirit. She's fought her weight over the years i think she eventually had the lat band surgery i'm looking at her bio here and was able to get her her weight under control but even when she was at her heaviest she was still gorgeous and could still sing and like you said becca she's someone it's amazing really because she's had cocaine issues she's had alcohol issues she's had a lot of issues in her life it, you know a lot of those rock stars from the 70s they just got mm -hmm. caught up in stuff and it's hard to break those habits and and it's really amazing her voice stayed in such great shape and i'm glad she's She's going to be 71. She's a fellow Gemini, I think. June 19th. Hey. Gemini. Yeah. So she's, yeah. Uh, but Wait, she's, June, um, June, June 19th. Is that Gemini or is that after? I can't remember. No, that's like right at the end of, uh, okay. but she's no, a it's, June. In, it's in the middle. She's a June baby, middle. but I mean, she's, um, she's going to be 71 this June. It's amazing, but she still looks fantastic. Sounds fantastic. Oh, yeah. so I'm glad kids, theater kids who were singers. Listen to me. Okay. I know some of y'all are smoking, whether it's cigarettes or doobage, opioids, whatever. Stop! Stop! You're going to ruin your voice. Stop. Wait, no, Stop hold you on. Know who you are. Hold on. Time out. Cigarettes, yes. Quit that shit out right now. Doobage is, I don't mind as much, but I would Stop. still not smoke doobage no, too no, much. No, no, no. But stop vaping. That's yeah, even worse. Thank you. Thank you. And stop, um, it. stop <laughs> if you're gonna smoke pot. Not right. that I'm an avid pot smoker. I don't. I learned this from a professor. No, I, I have no problem I, with pot. I just wouldn't smoke that too much either because it no, can mess up your throat. I'm the same way. I I have tried it. I have experimented with it. It's <clears> it's it's a fun time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> however, however, I had a professor, a voice um, actor teacher she helped us with like exercises and stuff i had to take two classes from her she told me she's like because we had to we had to monitor everything we put in our mouth because like food drink it can affect your throat your vocal cords and your body and she said if you're gonna smoke pot she's like do it with a bong and not with a blunt <laughs> She's like that's, what that's good advice it's water-based between so two butts like, yo do 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 more you, the more you know but she and we all between we, two bones yeah we uh we all looked at her and she goes hey we've all been in college here come on <laughs> okay i have one last thing one last thing yes if you're in the car with me and ann or reba or tina is singing don't talk i i even shush melissa and that usually goes over really well <laughs> oh she probably smacks you I uh, I also because like you this... listen to Anne, but you don't hear Anne. You listen to Reba, but you don't hear Reba. I I will add I will add Queen in there, and I will Ooh, add yeah. Journey into that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah. saying. Okay, I'm done. Segway back. I'm done. Segway. Um, somebody shoveled all of the sidewalk. Did you hear? Somebody. Somebody did. It was our neighbor. I was like, hey. Like, I'm supposed quick, to do Quick that. side note. Have you ever had the situation where you've gone out of your way to shovel some of your neighbor's stuff, but they get mad at you for it? Like, I've well, never I've never had what? someone get mad at us for that. Yeah. 
that's happened to me. Do they like, do they consider it like a, like passive aggressive? Like, oh, you're not going to shovel your walk? I'll do it. Is yeah, it? yeah. I'm yeah. the martyr. <laughs> I was, the I was trying to be nice. <laughs> Like, can also side note, this was when we lived in Woodbridge. Um, it was the blizzard, like from not 2016, but the one before that. And um, where our cars were completely covered and we had to dig them out. But um, I remember my dad was working maybe a double in DC because he used to work for the government and everything, but he mm-hmm. had a it was a long shift and so he came home we had shoveled that morning and it still continued to snow and it looked like we had done nothing and he swore that he's like oh you're just gonna lay around all day we're like we were out there early in the morning shoveling everything got covered your dad worked for the government was he one of the uh the uh black ops guys that's like actually a lizard alien who's like no he he running running the deep was he part of the deep state no, he worked, he worked. Um, Cigarette smoking man from no, X Files. <laughs> no, he worked for um, Architects of the Capitol. He worked in the two libraries, library. So Congress, he says. For um, the, no, I've gone to the building where he works. Like, Wait, you I, saw, you saw, you didn't see the underground part of the building. You don't know what's going on. You're, all right, here I'm we go. To, I don't I'm gonna talk to Steve Harney, Mike. Tell no. me about the aliens and tell but me he about. He did. He did um, <laughs> HVAC work for the library. So ah, that's he cool. Helped, yeah. He helped. Yeah. So I got to go into the reading room when I had an internship Ooh. up there. Yeah, it's really neat. And no, there's no secret. Don't listen to to National Treasure. There's no secret passage. <laughs> so, hey, I, I watch One America. I'm well informed on what's really going on. Okay. Wait, what do you watch? one america it, it it's the one that makes uh fox look down the middle yes <laughs> and on that note uh Ty, definitely don't cut that that's a good I just have to say, first of all, that the the hot cat girlfriend with the leg warmers, and that's all I gotta say. I remember them. I'm so sorry. much internet. There's so much internet devoted to her. Really? Really? Oh my gosh. I'm sure that she's like 51% of furry fan art is is that cat. Is yeah, I, I used to watch that animated series after school back in the 80s. It was a part of my afternoon routine after school. So that kind of curious if you consumed Heathcliff. That sounds really weird. Did you consume Heathcliff <laughs> in any way? <laughs> Did I, so I, um, personally, I remember the theme song. I don't remember a lot of the cartoons, but I do remember as a kid. So I don't know how long this series went for because I was born in 87. And so I'm not... I don't think... I don't think it lasted long because there's this thing with kids' cartoons where they kind of assume, the makers of the show, the kids are going to stick around as fans for maybe just a few years and then lose yeah. interest. So yeah. I don't think that they ever, those shows ever last for a real long time. They just produce enough episodes to make like a couple years worth. According this to thing- our friends at, at Wikipedia, it ran two seasons. Season one was 65 episodes. Season two was 21. It's 1984-85. Wow. I'm not surprised at all that you weren't aware that it was a comic because Heathcliff the comic hasn't had near the like marketing juggernaut that Garfield was, is. Yeah. But like the Heathcliff, com- I've got Wikipedia open on my computer too, Jay. And oh, wow, it started in 1973. For some reason, I was so wow. sure it began in the 60s. So that was five years before Garfield made his first oh, really? okay. appearance in newspapers. Heathcliff started in 1973. And we can talk a little bit about the car. We can talk about the cartoon. We can talk about everything. But it all started from this one panel comic strip, which was basically, what if Dennis the Menace was a cat? And so he causes sort of cat-related problems, but it's basically just he's a little bastard that, that terrorizes the neighborhood. It was originally drawn, I'm reading from Wikipedia here, by a guy named George Gately. 
And at some point it tra uh, transitioned over to his nephew, Peter Gallagher, who is drawing it now. Heathcliff today is bananas. It was, yes. like I said, back in the <laughs> 70s, it was just kind of a Dennis the Menace repackages a cat and the, it was pretty straightforward. It was pretty normal. Heathcliff doesn't really have jokes per se anymore. It's just committing really hard to very weird ideas. And I think I really love it. And so I've got this whiteboard behind me that- It was on I Facebook, it's, it's amazing. I have this here so you guys can remind me not to forget any of my points. <laughs> and I'm just gonna get into talking about how Heathcliff is weird. I've got about 50 tabs open, but I found a Twitter somebody started. And I think the Twitter feed is going to do a lot of my work for me. This on Twitter is called Actual Heathcliff Comics. At Real Heathcliffs. Let's look at one. Okay. All right. So there's so much <laughs> happening here that's like yeah. Easter eggs for the fans. Uh, Heathcliff is walking out the front door. Uh, there are birds observing as usually happens. Uh, Heathcliff is wearing a meat helmet, which is labeled with the word meat. <laughs> Uh, it's like a football helmet. Uh, this kind of thing pops up constantly in Heathcliff. Uh, he has the flag out on the front yard. This time the flag says ham. <laughs> birds up on the wire. It looks like the wire is strung to the flagpole, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, is I don't weird. know if it's an electric wire or a clothesline or what. <laughs> Probably. But uh, that's immaterial. And the birds are wearing helmets. One of the birds has a helmet <laughs> that says crumb. I'm just looking at Becca's face. This I actually think so this is funny, but, but what, it's funny to me, but it's also funny to see Becca's reaction. Well, I get it, though. He's got meat on his brain. He's got crumbs, and then he's got worms on his brain. I got like it. Frida, it's like those Frida Kahlo paintings where she puts whatever's on her mind on her forehead. Like she puts her husband. I don't know. Anyway. Very interesting. A helmet that says crumb. One of the birds has a helmet that says worm, because that's what birds eat. And the yeah. caption, things seem a little off today. I, <laughs> things seem a little <laughs> Heathcliff land. I don't know. I don't understand where this is coming from at all. No. <laughs> I guess it's because what often happens in helmets <clears throat> comics is everybody's wearing the same helmet. So maybe that's the thing that's supposed to be off. This is a really recent one. And there's been a string of Heathcliffs lately that have been set up like this. Uh, there's a psychiatrist who's writing on a pad and Heathcliff is in one of those long chairs lying down like you people do in comic strips at psycho psychotherapist's office. And uh, he's wearing the same helmet that has the word ham on it. And there's a pile of hams sitting next to him in the chair. <laughs> and the caption below the picture is the psychiatrist speaking, let's talk about ham. Well, I like how you can see that the psychiatrist has credentials in the background. It looks like she's got three different degrees. So she's clearly a, a really highly qualified psychiatrist. <laughs> she must be a doctor. <laughs> and that's it. There's no joke. There's no gag. There's just this really weird idea. Yeah. He really likes ham. And that's that's funny, I guess. Right. And I think I, so. when I first. <laughs> go go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. You go. You go. Um, when I first saw this, I was like, why? Like this, <laughs> to me, it's, it's not like pluggers. funny. Remember when we talked about pluggers? <laughs> yes, I hated why? those. This I, is, I feel like this is going to be very similar to this because I was like, okay. Like for, when I first saw it, I didn't realize, oh, he's got ham on the brain. And I'm looking at it now going, oh my God, of course he does. Like, this is why I don't read comics. And I'm saying this with, with love for Heathcliff, because even though I'm a Garfield fan, I'm not a Heathcliff hater, because I, I feel like you can like both. But yeah, I'm Unlike like, the I don't understand. Heathcliff is, not, Heathcliff is not trying to imitate Garfield. Right. Principally because he came before Garfield. If anything, Garfield yeah. Heathcliff. Which I, I didn't realize. that That's interesting, because I always feel like Garfield, for me, Garfield is like the lazy aristocrat. And Heathcliff is the punk. He's like a punk, but a fun punk. There have been memes that say that exact thing. Yeah. That's so funny. So I, think, I feel like modern day Heathcliff is almost 90% Easter eggs to regular viewers. Yeah. This ham, yeah. we're going to see a hell of a fucking lot. 
And it's something that I think Chris <laughs> has found out that some people like, and so he keeps bringing back. All right, so scrolling down, and here's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's moved her chair over to the other side of the room, it appears, but it's yeah. psychiatrist, same her in a regular chair, Heathcliff in a long psychiatrist chair that you can lay down on. It's a pile of chihuahuas. They're all kind of, they're not standing, they're kind of piled up. Some of them have their legs sticking up in the air. And the psychiatrist is saying, let's talk about chihuahuas. I don't like this. Like I, have, I have such a feeling of dislike for these. At least those two. It's just so random, right? It's just like, yes! what's happening here? I feel like this is my brain, and maybe that's why I don't like it. Here we go again. Same setup with the psychiatrist. This time there's a large robot, like a 50s-style robot that looks like a human being, laying in the couch next to Heathcliff. His hands are kind of folded across his chest in a very funny way. And now it's, let's talk about robots. So, and these are all within a few days of each so other, he, just looking at the dates, like, so Heathcliff, they just decided, let's put him in therapy for different yeah. things. But I, I don't, I, 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 suspect, I don't get it. I, I, I hardcore suspect Artunas is, himself is going to a therapist right now and that's leaking into the canon. Wait, wait, go to the canon. Hold on, hold on. What? All right, so we've got Heathcliff, one of Heathcliff's owners, uh, who's a, a buxom older lady. Um, she's been buxom. in the very beginning, and she's, but she, they have like this little boy who's like their ward. I think they're his grandparents. I don't know. He just kind of lives with them, and I don't really know what, what's up with that. The main deal in this picture is that there's a gigantic circus style cannon out front of their house today. It's very phallic. Heathcliff is being shot out. He's just kind of calmly flying out of the cannon. There's a bowl of cat food next to the cannon. And the kid is saying to the grandma, he doesn't like dry food. He's like, peace, I'm out. That sounds like something my cat would do. Yeah. Becca, Becca look at that. That That is very phallic. Come on, look at that very close. Nobody very, was thinking it, that it, except no, it, for it's, you, it's, Jay. It's, you see this in Little Mermaid. You see not this in this Disney thing. Poor, Jay. <laughs> Yeah, but it is very phallic. I'm sorry. It is not phallic, <laughs> and I will be the first person to say that looks like a penis. Oh. Wait, what? What? Just, have have oh. the the comic strips always been like this, Tice? Was it always just these setups, or oh. was it more like a Garfield type of thing? Or Like I said, when it started, it was just kind of Dennis the Menace, but a cat. Okay. And he would steal pies off the window or fish out of the store and it was it was a lot more straightforward like oh it's a joke i get the joke and now it's just weird shit it's like whatever weird shit is on the cartoonist mind i'm looking at your photo here i've got it pulled up on facebook you've you've also got garbage ape and bubble gum yeah i better i better get started getting to those points but these yeah. are very and <laughs> this is inappropriate so this time they are passing by heathcliff is passing by a store that's called meat so i guess it's a butcher shop that would make sense there are two hams in the front window just sitting there and there are two salesmen in bow tie with little folded paper hats heathcliff is in a military tank okay. emblazoned with the word meat in huge letters he's wearing the helmet but today the helmet says meat. And he has a little flag, a little pennant that also says meat. And there's a crowd of children pumping their fists in the air, watching as he goes by and cheering. This is a recurring element of Heathcliff where there are people standing around pumping their fists in the air at somebody <laughs> doing something. And one of the uh, one of the salesmen is blandly, blandly commenting to the other, children love the meat tank. I bet they do, Mr. Well, Creepy Man. <laughs> Did no one else think this, of that? Like, children no, I, love the meat tank. C come on, Becca, you know I was thinking that. <laughs> I know. I was just waiting for my moment to comment. The meat this tank. Is... The meat tank really got a reaction out of the uh, Heathcliff fan community. You see some. I'm short beef crowd. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so, are there like Heathcliff hardcore fans? Like, I think once a few people on Twitter and the internet started paying attention to how weird Heathcliff is and started retweeting things that they're actually a fandom developed. I really just kind of love this one. There, and he's the hamburger guy. He eats hamburgers. Does no one remember no. this old man? No. Oh my God. I'll find no, the No, this is Mr. Magoo. Yeah, I thought that was Mr. Magoo. Yeah, but it's there's Mr. another, Magoo. there's a character that looks similar to him and he's always eating hamburgers. 
I think maybe you're thinking about Wimpy. I was gonna say, is that Wimpy? I will gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger yes, today, like in the musical. Like Wimpy has like yeah. a little three hair mustache. Yeah, and he's taller. And okay, just kidding. This is Mr. Magoo is like a little gnome. Yes, uh, like but, but anyway, for our listeners, this time, <laughs> this time it's Heathcliff off to the sidelines, looking kind of blandly at the action, but he's pissed, rightfully, because Mr. Magoo is walking past tipping his hat and saying, well, hello, Garfield. <laughs> I like Garfield, that one. That one. Like Heathcliff is a striped fat cat in cartoon land. That one's funny. I like that so, one. Heathcliff also yeah. has, uh, I think he's got dental issues because he's always got that one snaggle tooth like hanging out. I know. You know? We call Everyone's those stapler teeth. Bubble gum. Okay, here it is. Make sure to, there are a hell of a lot of Heathcliff comics where people are flying in the air from blowing bubble gum bubbles. So this time we've got Heathcliff and his girl, who is uh, Sonia. Going ah. away into the distance and a lady coming, commenting to a man, pretty much unconcerned. We need more gum in our relationship. Which yeah. seems like a euphemism, but I'm not sure for what. I was I know what it's a euphemism for. It okay, so Becca, sexual. once again, you and I it, are on the same wavelength. It right? rhymes with gum. And some... And rum. Go through the alphabet. It means to go from there to here, right? (laughs) I think this is a psychiatrist. Actually, she's. It is. They're they're visiting neighbors. It looks like neighbors are visiting them. But Heathcliff has somehow uh, gotten this woman into a position where he's kissing her full on the mouth. She's almost lying on the floor. Yeah. Uh, There's a little heart coming up from where he's kissing her. Her husband is just (laughs) standing off to the side, looking unconcerned at them. Yeah, and the kid character who they're visiting says he can always spot a cat person. <laughs> oh, she, so okay, Heathcliff I, is hooking up with his psychiatrist. I'd like to think <laughs> after this point, he decided to see her as a therapist. Right. He was like, hey, or maybe after, <laughs> after, yeah, after that's why he goes so many times to see her. Yeah. It hasn't escaped my attention that her skirt makes her bottom half look like a ham. Yes. Uh, all right. This one is just peak bizarre Heathcliff. I don't even understand what's supposed to be going on here, except that uh, Heathcliff is riding an ostrich. He's got a fish in both of his hands. They're coming out of the fish market. One of the fish salesmen is saying to the other, that does it. We're getting an ostrich. Oh, my God. The per- first time there's a flicker of an emotion on somebody's face, the fish guy is pissed. Yeah, he's, he's don't know what the angry. ostrich is supposed to do for them. Chase after the... uh, the I guess to either chase or maybe guard the property. This one made a lot of circulation on like comics I don't understand type Twitter feeds and websites. Gum. And, you know, I I just feel like if you're posting this, why aren't you posting Heathcliff every day on your (laughs) comics I don't understand feed? But anyway, (laughs) there's a store that's just called Gum. It's a whole gum store. Next to the meat and store. Next to a store that's just called Meat. It's a meat <laughs> store, and the salesman for that is wearing a little folded paper hat. Uh, Heathcliff is in the sky, blowing a big gum bubble, floating up in the air, uh, away from them, I would guess. And the gum man is saying to the meat man, ham gum was once just a dream. Can we talk about one of the comments? Highly too says very relatable. And I'm like, how? <laughs> These are so relatable. stupid. <laughs> Becca was face palming a moment ago. I love love a good Becca face palm. (laughs) They're so stupid. I hate them. Oh my gosh. I kind of enjoy this one just (laughs) on its own level. Yeah. Heathcliff is out front of their house. He's raising a flag that is white and just has the word meh with no background. I want that. I, I may find this comic and use that to comment on Facebook posts where I'm like, Meh. <laughs> yeah, meh. That's how I'm feeling today. And so the kid is saying to his grandpa dad, he's not feeling it today. Out of all the ones I've found, I think this is probably the wildest one. What? So Heathcliff and his grandma owner are in a grocery <laughs> shop in the produce section. Mm-hmm. And there's a shelf, a bin. There's a bin of yams. And the, the yams have eyes and open mouths. And it seems like they're all taking turns saying the word yam. Yam. 
Yeah. Yum, 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 yum. Yammering on. Uh, so Heathcliff has one finger in his mouth and he's thinking. And the <laughs> caption is the grandma saying to Heathcliff, the loudest isn't always the best. I do agree with that. And, and Jack T. Dungan says, tell that to my wife, the old ball and chain. <laughs> wow. No, oh. that, guy reads, that guy reads pluggers. Did you? Oh. Yes, I also follows pluggers on Instagram. Does he for real? I don't know, but I bet oh, he probably, probably, <laughs> Wait, before you exit out of this. He's calling his wife the old ball and chain. He's a pluggers reader. Yeah. Before, before you exit out of this, the bread is very erect. <laughs> You know, I, I try to keep my mouth shut. Becca comes in. I just want to see Becca uh, grocery shopping with Echo. I'm sure that happens, right? Echo helps no. you. Oh, right. my God. She hates that. What? The garbage ape is here. Oh, right. That was another one of your points. The garbage ape is probably the biggest phenomenon that got fandom, like, riled up for Heathcliff. Like, modern oh, day. So, here we have a night scene and there are two owls in the tree. One is talking to the other, just commenting on what they see. <clears throat> this, this is usual in Heathcliff. And then there are three cats in the street. One of them is Heathcliff. They're pumping their fists in the air and cheering. And through the street is prancing uh, an ape dressed as a pilgrim with a, car a garbage, old style garbage can in his hand, each hand, and kind of swinging them about as he runs. And so this is the garbage ape. And the garbage ape turns up every once in a while in Heathcliff. And he's like sort of a Santa Claus figure who shows up on every garbage <clears> night. <throat> and the cats, especially Heathcliff, just kind of, of adore him. Like they, they idolize him. More weird Heathcliff shit that people are eating up, including me. I don't know. Yeah. And almost every garbage ape comic is the same. It's pretty much just cats pumping their fists in the air, jumping up and down. And the garbage ape with no expression on his face. He's got no pupils in his eyes and he just has no expression <laughs> running through the street with garbage cans in his hands. Well, he's dressed as a pilgrim. And then the other thing I want to point out is I'm there's sure a that commenter. This one ran around Thanksgiving and that's why. Right. Because the caption so, is. I like this commenter. The, the commenter's name is Peachy Armpit. So there's that. But I'm thankful, but the, I doubt the neighbors are. I'm like, what are you thankful for? For the garbage it ape? It makes no sense. <laughs> I, I hated that one. Oh. With yeah, the here's another machine. One. Yep. It's the garbage. Here's just another one with the same owls and the same tree and the same cats pumping their fists in the air. This time the garbage ape is driving the mystery machine, but it doesn't say the mystery machine. It says the garbage right. ape in the right. same right. 60s hippy dippy font. Right. And he's high fiving or something, the cats in the street. Still, no pupils in his eyes, no expression on his face. Sonny Lowe says, these are terrible. <laughs> They're terrible, but it's like you become fascinated with them, and it's like yeah. a Stockholm set syndrome sets in, yeah. and you start yeah. to like it. I don't like it. <laughs> At all. Wait, what, what the hell is this? Maybe I'll just stop on this. No, I don't this even is... know how to go about <laughs> describing this one, except Heathcliff is standing outside his front stoop. And he's wearing kind of a giant Disneyland style character costume, but the character is him. Right. And he's taken the head off. He's holding it in his giant costume hand. And there are two birds far off in the tree watching him. Saying, one of them is saying to the other, it gets hot in that outfit. Maybe this symbolizes his inner child. That's true. Yeah. Ooh, that's it'd be, it'd be fun if it was a Garfield costume. He takes off the Garfield head and it's Heathcliff. That'd be fun. And the God. thing is, the thing is, I wouldn't be surprised if that exact Heathcliff also existed. Because yeah. modern day Heathcliff is extremely repetitive and loves to use existing characters. Well, here's yeah. something interesting. So Northern Raven comments, what a legend. And it's interesting, even though a lot of these don't make any sense, I kind of agree. Like Heathcliff... He is a legend, even though this, a lot of this makes no sense. Why is he a legend? Yeah, <laughs> but we're all like fascinated. It's weird. Oh, oh here we go. God. I uh, like this one. This is good. Well, this is another one that actually has kind of a gag, a joke in it. Uh, he, it's like his showdown in this, on the sidewalk. Heathcliff has walked up to another orange cat with stripes who's very chubby but he has the very distinctive stripe pattern of Garfield. Mm -hmm. 
and we can't see Garfield's face, but we kind of know it's Garfield. Yeah. And there are two bluebirds sitting up in a tree, and one of them is saying to the other, it just got real. Yeah, Rock, Rock Rage Pro comments, fight of the century, LOL. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Let me just oh, say, wow. I, I love Garfield, oh, wow. but but Heathcliff will kick his ass. Garfield's exactly. not, yeah. this is not, he's not a, this a fighter. Is no fight of the century. No. He's not a fighter. Heathcliff, no. TKO in the first round. Heathcliff <laughs> is full of lasagna. He's not... Yeah, it's not fighting. Well, Becca has a heart out, so we probably need to get to the oh, game. Oh, no. right? yeah, yeah. I, I, I hate to, I hate to, because this is really is fascinating. I, I, I definitely want to do more of these segments tights with. This is why you're the professor with your knowledge of these various comments, comics, and stuff. We haven't really, really even talked about the cartoon itself, the animated one, right? But uh, we can save that. Just shout out the uh, if you're interested in seeing more of Heathcliff, <laughs> of course you are. Uh, yeah. On Twitter, you can find probably some of the more outstanding <laughs> really made people scratch their heads uh, at at real Heathcliff's. It's one place you can look. And on Instagram, <coughs> Heathcliff Comics. Comics is spelled with an X. And just uh, explore for yourself. Uh, Buck, <laughs> it's going to be a wild ride, like getting shot out of a cannon. <laughs> Great stuff. I mean, we could definitely talk more Heathcliff in the future because I feel like that's uh, like Garfield. That's there's so much history behind it between between the uh, man. I can't talk that between between the uh, between between you know the the animated series and comics and different things and toys and stuff like that. There's a lot of great stuff there. Uh, so Becca, give us a segue. Um, I like Heath bars. There you go. <laughs> so Tice, what what game do we have today? Oh, we're doing uh, we're doing Penthouse Forum. Ah, doing An old Blue Show Chestnut. So um, actually, I'm gonna run and get Abby because she doesn't want to miss this. Yep. There we go. <laughs> For our listeners, that that is uh, the lovely Abigail. That's Tice's fiance. Yes. Because on this show, we've got uh, the future Mrs. Logan and we've got the future Mr. Stewart on the show here. So. Right. <laughs> so, this is an improv classic, but it was one of the nighttime, late night yes. improv classics. Wait, 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 time out. Tyson, are you what, what, taking what? Abby's last name? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, you said Mr. That was, that, that was a joke. Yeah. I have known no, a couple um, of guys that have done that, but no, that was me being. No, I was, I was just like, oh, look at you, like blazing a trail. I was like, that's amazing. I'm changing my name to Jay York. I knew it. Yeah, <laughs> that's my stage name. So anyway, I'm sorry. I continued. That threw me off and it took me a minute. I'm back. <laughs> so you remember what I was talking was about? ADHD. This was reserved for the late night, not necessarily family friendly shows of comedy sports. And it was after a section of Penthouse magazine called Penthouse Forum, where men would write in with their supposedly true stories of very unusual sexual encounters that they'd had in their life. Uh, and it was totally true. So right. Right. what we do in the game Penthouse Forum is we get an audience suggestion and we compose a Dear Penthouse style letter, but there's <clears throat> not really any sexual material in it. It was just a lot of sexual innuendo based on the thing that we got suggested to us. So uh, Jay, you did a good example with a pencil when we were telling Beck about this game. Right. What you got? Do that for, for the- Do we want to get a suggestion from our okay. audience? And when I say audience oh, from Abby? Well, uh, well, yeah, but do, do your pencil one just as an example. Just an example. Okay, so like, um, <clears throat> and you go back and forth. So like whoever's not playing, like if it's me and Ty, Becca will make a signal. It's like story tag. So we'll, we'll switch back and forth uh, as we tell the story. But like for pencil, for example, you could say, you know, you have to do the sexy voice of the dear penthouse. I can't believe it happened to me. I was looking for something very long, wooden with a black tip. So I reached deep 
inside my drawer and grab that piece of wood. So you would you sort of play it up like that. Mm -hmm. Wrapped my fingers around the shaft. Right. <laughs> I am not mature enough to play this game. I would. I, I watch. Would I would be tempted if playing this game to just open with, Dear Penthouse, are you into number two? But the game is called, <laughs> She's like, yes. Who <laughs> humor? Abby's putting on her number two helmet. Aww. Anyway, uh, so that's the that's the idea of the game. I think we better jump into it because it'll yep show is running long. Right. Um, it's okay. So I think <laughs> Jay, you want to play the first round, and Becca can kind of compose. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll start, and you'll, and then she'll switch. So then, Becca, your role is just to kind of tell us when to switch from one. Okay. Yeah, if you want, just give us like a a signal, because otherwise, your the audio will get messed you up. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Go for it, Abby. Audience, we're taking kind of suggestion. We need Mun mundane, mundane something object. Mundane, something unsexual, some kind of everyday household object oh. that has no sexual so connection. Can't be like a mermaid. Yeah, that's too sexy. Too oh, sexy, okay. mermaid. <laughs> um, blender. Okay. Oh. Okay. Blender. Dear penthouse. What? Oh fuck. Oh no! <laughs> it's been too long. What are you supposed to? What do you say? To uh, do you want me to start it? Yeah, start okay. it. Okay. Okay. All right. Dear Penthouse, I can't believe it happened to me. I needed something to put something very long, but squishy, inside a open <laughs> container, and I needed something to press to. To mash, to put my full weight onto, to create a cream or creamy substance, the kind of creamy substance that I was feeling a craving for. Switch. In my mouth, I wanted to put the cream into my mouth, but first I had to really dig deep into the open container and when i did i pressed the button to get the machinery moving but i wanted it to go harder 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 and faster still because it, until it vibrated onto my hand and i felt the vibration throughout my entire body and then I grabbed the container. And the vibrations reached a climax. And then penthouse, things got out of control and cream went everywhere. It just shot across the room. Onto the walls, onto the table and all over my body. And so- okay. Call it, call it. <laughs> Becca's like, Beck like, wait, I want to see where this goes. Yeah. <laughs> where else is this going to go? Which is getting to the good this part. This is great. The cream's at the walls. This is over. I this know. It's all over. over. <laughs> it's, it's all over your body. At that point, you, you're spent. Also, this Blenders is- I'm, can be messy. I'm just saying. I'm very um, immature for this because um, just- Is that a problem? No, but let me just put it this way. During Bridgerton, when I was watching that during the sex scenes, oh, I saw that. that. Oh, I watched it with my parents and I was like, get me out of this room. <laughs> That's not awkward at all. All right. So, Becca, do you want to try this or do you want to just referee again? Oh, no, I need to see I Becca like... do this. Oh, no. I'm going to be so disappointed if Becca doesn't do it. Okay, I'll try. I'll you want me and Becca? Okay. Yeah. You and Becca. Okay, let's. Hey. Gal pal, we could do this. I'm. I'm. We okay. could be dirty. Come on. <laughs> That's all we are. <laughs> okay. I'm right. twelve. Now, Abby. Yeah. What else have you got for us? Another same kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You can't say dildo. It's not gonna work. Maybe closet. something. Closet. What about object? like an object, like something from the junk drawer? Um, fork. Fork. For fork. Yeah. A where are you gonna fork. put a fork other than the junk drawer? Sure. Okay. All right. So Sorry, a fork. It's no, no. It's good. I was just no. That's fine. <laughs> Do you want me to start, Becca? Yes, please. Okay. 
Dear Penthouse, I can't believe it happened to me. I decided that one long, hard object isn't enough. I need something with four long, hard objects that can penetrate meat. So I... So I reached into the deep, dark hole and pulled out a long and hard object and... I grazed my fingers over the shaft of the meat. And then I pressed the meat really deep and hard against the object with the four really long and hard penetrators <laughs> until I was able to twist. Twist it into the meat, each little tiny prong. And I took that meat and I stuck it in my mouth and I let my tongue go all over the meat. <laughs> it tasted juicy, greasy, and a little bit like chicken. And then I swallowed it, penthouse, because I'm not a spitter. Waste not, want not. And scene. <laughs> Great. I was going to be like, but was it chicken? We don't know. <laughs> Tastes like chicken. Oh. It smells like fish. Eat it, right? I mean. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think that's about time, kids. We're, we're two minutes away from Becca's heart out because she's got a her, her dad's like, you got a shovel. And actually, that's that Melissa's like, you got a shovel. So uh, let's just do quick uh, closing thoughts. I don't have to shuttle. So, so Becca. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> Becca, let's start with you. Tice will get the theme going. <clears throat> um, I would like to say, folks, kids, um, I'm not a fan of Heathcliff, but I do like Heath Bar in my Blizzard from Dairy Queen. So give it a shot. It's delicious. I thought you were going to say, I, I like, like it. it in my mouth. No! <laughs> you do like yeah, it in your I'm mouth. I'm sure that, that I this do... blender talk has suddenly got her thinking blizzards. That's I right. Wanna, I want a blizzard now or ice, ice cream. <clears throat> My closing thought is babies, 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 babies. Oh, we have to give yes. a shout out to um, our friends, our theater friends. Uh, I mentioned Christine Maxted, James Maxted. They just had uh, their baby, Emily, if I'm remembering yeah. names correctly. Emily was born on the 22nd, I think. And on that same day, uh, our friend Casey Brady, delightful uh, actor and singer, her husband, Brian, they had uh, their baby, Daniel, right, Daniel? Mm -hmm. I think so. And then, yes. and then, our very own Matthew Scarborough, our composer, our fabulous composer here on Between Two Butts, he and his wife Caroline just had their baby, uh, Sebastian. They say it's named after, I think, a literary character. I'm still going to go with the with them naming Sebastian after Sebastian Bach, not the composer, but the, the little skid mermaid. singer. That, that too, Sebastian. Well, I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking Sebastian Bach, though, the Skid Row lead singer and also who played the title role in the musical Jekyll and Hyde. So that's but, I'm going to go with that, but, but congrats on babies. I agree with Abby about the fact that it is the crab from Little Mermaid. Avoid the crabs, though, kids. Very important. Oh Avoid my the God. crabs. I, that okay. wasn't right. Tice, what do you got? And then, then we'll close out with the theme. I got this. Deuces. All right, yeah! let's go ahead. I'm done. And all right, and, uh, real, real, real quick, real quick. Sorry. Uh, thank you so much to our uh, listeners nationwide and around the globe. Be sure to keep listening to us. Pass this along to your friends, families, and colleagues, and most importantly, your enemies. Listening to us is a form of torture. Find us on Facebook, Between Two Bus with the number two. Twitter, Between Two Bus with the two spelled out. Tice theme. Yeah. Sub-question for another time. If you're paying your psychiatrist and you're having sex with a psychiatrist, is that prostitution? We'll discuss that next time. I think it's more I mean... of an even trade type of thing. I forget what you call <laughs> oh, there, there you go. <laughs> yeah.